you're listening to Unique Leaders Podcast. I'm Megan DiMartino. Success is in the story. Each week, I'll be speaking with a unique leader, not only in their field, but in their lives. Join us for a glimpse of their passion and talents. There's always a surprise in their story. Be the first to hear. Hello, 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 and welcome to Unique Leaders Live. And it is my favorite day of the week. It's Friday, and it is because of Unique Leaders Live. And you are in for such a treat today with my guest, Sandra D. Robinson. Robinson, I think she'll correct me if I'm wrong. But the thing about Unique Leaders Live is it's about my guest. It's about their story. Success is in their story. You know, you hear that uh, success leaves clues. I don't like clues. I like the whole thing, the whole story. So Sandra is going to be able to share with you today about her life and where she began and what unique and amazing things she has accomplished in her life. So I want you to sit back and enjoy the visit that we have with Sandra D. Robinson. Hello, my dear. Hello, gorgeous. How are you? I am so good that you're here with me today. Oh, thanks Unique for having Leaders. me. Oh, my Thank pleasure. you. So as I shared in the intro, this is about you, Sandra D. And this is about what your life and what you've done and what that story led you to today. Yes. So without further ado, let's begin with young Sandra D. Where I don't know this. Where did oh. you grow up? I really don't. I, I know a lot about you, but I do not know a few of those nuggets. So where did you grow up? And, and when did you um, start to realize Sandra D was going to do some of the things she has done? Oh gosh, it's still me realizing what it is that I'm going to be doing. It's a constant journey. Well, we're all Yes, yes, exactly. Uh, I could ask you the same thing and you'd look and go, oh, there's so many things. We never really know where we're going. We just keep following That's my journey. Right. But um, no, I'm from the Midwest. I'm from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. In fact, I just got off a call with um, a woman who had been following me for a while. It turns out that she lives a few blocks from where I grew up, essentially, which is interesting. So, um, yep, I left... Um, my parents home when I was 17. I've actually been in front of the camera since I was 11. So when I was just turned 17, maybe 18, I just turned 18. I went to New York City. Mm-hmm. During that summer to audition, I had met a manager from New York City and um, said that, you know, I wanted to be an actress and nobody that I, I had keep in mind, this is Midwest, like then different from now where if I go back to where I grew up, that town is now loaded with people that work in the TV and film industry because it's just mm-hmm. sort of spread out across the United States. At the time, that wasn't so. We didn't know anybody that performed. I don't know where I got in my mind that I was going to be an actress. I have some some ideas, but um, my my imagination just took off. And so I had the opportunity to go to New York and audition. I did that over summer and I booked my first of many daytime soap opera roles. And so that role I played for all of nine years, but I was there, I left, did other shows, I came back. And um, all told, gosh, there was another world that was the show that I was talking about, I kind of grew up on, mm-hmm. Sunset Beach, Bolton the Beautiful, General Hospital, Days of Our Lives, um, The Bay, which was an on and now Emmy award-winning online soap opera. And then of course there's the nighttime things that'll still show up and I have people post and send me messages and I just saw you on Criminal Minds or Two and a Half Men or, you know, whatever it was. So, um, 
that was primarily, you know, what I did for the longest time. And I chose acting. It's kind of a surprise because as a communication specialist now working with professionals and helping them with their mm -hmm. honest, authentic leadership and communication and everything from their marketing to videos to pitching in a boardroom to, and I love doing this, helping people really conquer the stage at a conference and keynote. Mm -hmm. That focus on authentic communication came ironically because I got most of my young success, most of my career was successful in being completely inauthentic. <laughs> somebody else. Playing somebody else. Thing. Yes. And that question. was deliberate. That was deliberate <clears throat> for me so that I didn't have to be me. That's uh, why I chose that. And you were cognizant of that. You realized that. I didn't realize it at the time. It was sort of a, it was a survival. You know, when you're doing things for your mental and in a way, physical survival, so I'm, I know that there's people that may be listening that had trauma or abuse or something at some point. You do something that allows you to survive mm -hmm. that mechanism, and it works for a while. Mm -hmm. for a and while. then it doesn't, and you have to find, oh, I'm actually missing out on a lot of life because I'm doing this thing. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of what it was like for me. I chose that because it felt like I was safe doing it. It felt I was safe being someone else Interesting. until I would step off the stage or out of the studio and then it'd have to be me again. And then I wasn't safe. Interesting. So I felt safe when I was working, mm -hmm. which gave and me two things though. It gave me extreme focus mm -hmm. and extreme intention, tenacity, because I didn't have a plan B. Mm -hmm. So, and yeah. so essentially when you went to uh, New York initially, you stayed in New York, meaning all of these shows were filmed in New York, were they? No, not? only one. Only, only one, one was. Okay. Yeah, out of all of them, one was. And talk about, <laughs> you'll appreciate this because you're so fashionable, okay? <laughs> you'll appreciate this. Um, Midwest, Midwestern clothing. Mm -hmm. Get a job in New York City. And I show up in New York City around 1988. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I am in my white granny boots, my long white skirt. <laughs> That's pretty cool. It, uh, it stood out because it was only black. I mean, you wear black because it was. Well, I say, dirty. I get it. Yes. Black, yeah. is, black is black. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I didn't have impression. much of anything else. And so that's what I showed up in New York City wearing. And to this day, my manager that I kept for many, many years, he's mm -hmm. just retired last year, but for many years, he would say to me, do you remember what they said about your clothes when you first got here? <laughs> it's like, yes, yes. But I you learned pretty quickly because all the stores, that is what they have too. Yeah, they didn't offer any, any I couldn't replace my white granny boots in New York City. No, so no, I, I had to adapt or die. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty much it. So how long were you in New York? And then you went to California. I was there for six years. Oh, wow. And then um, I went to California, worked out there on several shows, um, nighttime and daytime, mm -hmm. had, you know, great fun. But I, at one point, had a representative representation that, unbeknownst to me, went back to NBC and said, because they wanted the commission check, and they said, what would it, you know, what could you offer my client? She wants to come back to New York. And I didn't, interestingly enough. Uh-huh. And then they called me up and they said, would you consider going back to New York and being on the set, that show? And I'm like, no, I, I'm, I'm done with New York. I'm, I'm good. And they said, well, we've been talking to them. And then it kind of this whole awkward thing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's one of those things, be careful what you wish for. Mm -hmm. So I said, oh, okay, I'll go back. If they give me blah, 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 right? And it was outrageous. Mm -hmm. I thought it was outrageous. 
what I asked for. Mm -hmm. And they came back and said, yes. Okay. So I left half of my stuff in LA. (laughs) I took some stuff over back to New York and I was bi-coastal for a while because they weren't really sure the show in New York was going to stay. Mm-hmm. So I, I thought, bi-coastal, that is so sexy. Absolutely. Right. Jetting no, so back and forth. So yes. not. <laughs> it's yes. really not. Yes. It's exhausting. It's exhausting. And so as you share, start to share about acting, uh, because I don't know, I really don't, and I'm mm-hmm. sure many of our guests don't either. Mm-hmm. Would you say that many actors are... Um, creating or or hiding, like you said, or creating that safety place. Do you feel that that is true? I mean, because you obviously you met many, many actors. Yes. I worked with them and you become a family when you work the way I did. You Mm -hmm. know, for the most part, I was a cast member on each of these shows. There were a few, the nighttime shows that I mentioned that I was guest star or Mm -hmm. even a a co-star on one of them. So I was not an integral part other than that show. But even at that, at that point, you're working together in, in unison. So yes, I worked with a lot, you know, in general, even since I started charisma on camera, working with clients on, you know, this presentation stuff. And now with charismatic cowgirl and, and horsepowered consulting, I'm still working with professionals in various industries. And I can tell mm-hmm. you that working with artists of all kinds, mm-hmm. that that is definitely something that I see. There are many artists that would like to take their art their music and put it up here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's the first thing and maybe the only thing you see. Uh huh. And, and I think that's, that's what I had. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. that's what I had. And um, it's not that it's, I mean, if it works for them, mm-hmm. okay. For me, it didn't work. Mm-hmm. And it was because I think that my design, I think that by design with a capital D, I think that by design, I had the inkling that I was supposed to do something more impactful. Yeah. Now, that said, when I kind of got this idea, I had no idea how I could even have a conversation with somebody, let alone be impactful. Mm-hmm. But I did notice that I was having impact on people on the show. I had a platform. And there were a few times when things that were really close to my heart, now this is where that conviction, that what do you stand for no matter what, that's a question mm-hmm. that I ask when I'm working with people when they're branding in the very beginning of me working with them, personal branding. What do you Mm -hmm. stand for? This is Mm -hmm. part of your brand. Everybody has a personal brand, by the way. You either choose it consciously or you don't. I'm a big fan, I know you are too, of choosing consciously. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So it's- Spend a minute minute on that because um, there are a lot, you know, I I shared with you, I've been spending time on Clubhouse. Yes. You know, and just uh, what it's done for me, I'll just share this little side note is that um, I heard in my spirit, talk, talk. What does that mean? And so, and you, you know, I have had the opportunity then to use it as a training ground to, to talk, you know, to yes. share thoughts and ideas. And, um, but one of the subject lines that they speak, they in various rooms will speak about branding versus marketing. And that's a very interesting point that you just made, that everyone has their own personal brand. Spend a minute on that, Sandra. Um, The brand is something, here's the way I look at it. Mm -hmm. My favorite explanation or definition of a brand I got from one of the coaches that I worked with, and I have to say, I absolutely love it. I don't know where she got it, whether it's hers or not. But Mm -hmm. the definition of a brand that I love is, is the promise of an experience. So when I'm speaking, I'll put up slides from the red carpet. 
like I think whatever whatever award show it was, but I pulled a picture of George Clooney and his wife, and she was he was in a suit and she was in a green off the shoulder beautiful dress. Mm-hmm. Then I pulled another picture of a couple with a man in a suit and a girl in an off the shoulder green dress. That was Miley Cyrus and her now ex husband. Mm-hmm. And I put them both up there and I said, so each of these women has a personal brand. The promise of the experience of hanging out with each one of them is drastically different. Although I could say they're dressed the same. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, technically, right? The dresses were very different as you can imagine, right? I mean, Miley's was all radical and, but it was an off the shoulder green dress. Wow, right? that's so it's kind of like if you have two coaches in a room, they may both work with entrepreneurial women and small businesses, but they're going to have completely different flavors. The second that those women walk into a networking event mm-hmm. or a conference room, mm-hmm. they're going to have a totally different quote unquote promise of an experience. Mm-hmm. What is that? that. And is it in alignment with who you, is yours in alignment with who you are? That's the question to ask. You know, what are you actually relaying? That we, we will put that in the text of this uh, (laughs) because it's, you know, um, you think of a Harley Davidson, Mm -hmm. you know, the promise of that experience. Yes. Or you can even get more detailed when you look at some of the brands that I use as examples of this. So, and we see we see car commercials on TV all the time. Right. So this is an easy way to look at the difference between the different flavors, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you have Jaguar, mm-hmm. and then you have BMW. Mm-hmm. They're both luxury vehicles. And then what is the experience when you watch each commercial? Jaguar is decadent. It's sexy. It's beautiful lines. Mm -hmm. It's a different feel. It's kind of like looking at Lincoln now has totally changed the way they were 15 years ago. Yeah. Now they're in the luxury division and it's very little about the car. Mm -hmm. It's the sound of the water on the windows. It's the sound of the stereo on the inside. It's this very rich, luxurious experience. Right. And then you get BMW, which is also a luxury vehicle, Mm -hmm. but it's more about the drive the excitement, the, mm-hmm. you know, the vibrance of their brand mm-hmm. comes through. Yes. It's, you spend the same amount of money possibly on either any of them. For sure. But it's right. going to appeal to a totally different audience. Wow. Very, very interesting. So now yeah. take that, like you said, and that was a great example though, about Amal and uh, yes. uh, Clooney and, yes. there, and uh, Miley. Yeah. You know the experience or the promise, the operative word is promise. Yes. Promise of the experience. Yes. So take that to one step and then we'll go into where we, where you are today with your work and your yeah. husband. That is such an interesting piece to you <laughs> as well. Quite. He's got, <laughs> but the, uh, the personal brand, because yes. I'm thinking about you and I, you know, that, yeah. uh, you know, we do similar things, but not really, but you know, there's a promise of an experience, you know? Yeah. That, that uplifting and, and what, yeah, what is that promise? And another thing to think about is mm-hmm. I work with my clients on touch points for their brand. Mm-hmm. So we go through this intricate thing. We ask questions like, what is your, what are, what is it that you're an expert in? Get really fine on that. What is it right. that you are brilliant? What is your inner brilliance? Like your unique mm-hmm. brilliance, probably mm-hmm. something you've been doing since you were a kid. Mm-hmm. And we pull that out. All mm-hmm. of these things are part of 
the brand. And there are certain, there's certain language that goes with some of the archetypes of this brand that are really helpful to understand that number one, you can use them in your copy and your videos. And second, if someone comes up to you and starts using those words, you go, ah, my people. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. People. These are my people. Yes. yes. And then you can, you can make sure you have a conversation with them because there could be an alignment there for you, whether they're a client, a customer, affiliate, a partner, or, mm -hmm. you know, even a mentor, whatever it is that you're looking for. But that language is something that we're not just looking for clients and customers and followers. We really, I believe, or, or I know I am looking for those that I can really make a difference. Yeah. So exactly. mm -hmm. because if we can make a difference, I know I'm saying we, cause I think you were with me on this, um, Megan, but if we can make a difference in somebody that's leading, then they're going to take whatever they have transformed, whether it's their, you know, in, an input of compassion or focus, whatever it is that we can deliver to them. And then they take that to their organization, their community, their family. There's a ripple effect that comes from helping just that one person. So rather than try to bend people, I was watching a documentary on documentary show on sodas last night on Pepsi and PepsiCo. Mm -hmm. Rather than at one point, rather than try to change the Coca-Cola people into Pepsi people, they went out and found the real Pepsi lovers. You know, right? right. Like, yes. Yes. I think we're, we're going to go for Yeah. Mm -hmm. These people are liking us already. Let's mm -hmm. go more that direction. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of what it is. You know, does your brand speak to the people that you most want to attra be attracted to what it is that you're doing? Very much so. I just, I was, before we began, I was on a podcast and the producer of the podcast, after it was over, I said, so did you, what did you get from her? However, I asked the question and she held up a legal pad with pages goes, oh, these are all my notes. Oh, good. That's going to make you feel good, right? Well, and like you said, she um, has a nonprofit and it actually has an, a connection on some level to beauty because she had had acne and it was about finding your inner beauty. Uh, yes. So like you said, here's my tribe. And yeah. So, yes. Yeah. So, you go, oh, so there it is. My people. My, my people. people. My yes. people. Yeah. That is so wonderful, though, that you took what you have done in your career and tremendous experience. I mean, you were a pro in this and, but you recognize that you needed to take that and share and use it to help others. Yes. I think that, uh, I think I alluded to not being able to even have a conversation with somebody, not having very powerful presence, which was a term that I coined a couple of years ago, right? Mm -hmm. um, having that powerful presence as part of your, your persona. I didn't have that at all. I did horrible in so many interviews. Nobody was there to coach me. I had no one like me, you know, like doing I what know. I do saying, Hey, no, you should be doing this. I had no validation. I didn't grow up with any emotional support or any, Hey, you can go do it. It was always the opposite. So yes. very critical household. And so I had a very critical conversation going on all the time mm -hmm. up here. Yes. And because of that and being an introvert, you know, so many other things, I found that the only way that I was able to really step forward and take the main stage and grab a microphone was when I had complete conviction on what it was that I was talking about. Mm -hmm. So another question that I ask people when it comes to the branding is what do you stand for no matter what? Mm -hmm. And if I had an opportunity to stand for something that I felt very strongly about, suddenly I could contact celebrities from NBC and say, hey, I'm doing this fundraiser for this cause. Can you come down to it? And we've got you a bus. It was a school bus, mind you. 
but my friend had a school bus company. I said, I'm sending a school bus for you. So there we are, these celebrities, Saturday Night Live, people coming down in school oh, wow. buses from New York City to New Jersey where I would do these fundraisers. But they meant so much to me. I felt that it was so important. And back then, interestingly enough, that, I just put this together, that fundraiser was all about education, educating on compassion and acceptance wow. and and animals. It was an animal sanctuary that somehow was developed, long story short, I don't need to go into it, but it was a, an animal sanctuary that actually started as a humane society and people that bought these exotic animals and whatnot would dump them. Yeah. And because they didn't know what to do with them, once an alligator outgrows the uh, the bathroom, what do you do with it, right? You dump it at this place. They ended up getting animals that were abandoned on roadside zoos and various things. So they had lions, tigers, and bears, literally. And they were only supported by people's donations. The beautiful thing about the education of that, that I thought was great, each one of these animals had the story of their traumatic situation. Oh, wow. And some of them were scarred. There was a monkey that was scarred by a zookeeper that threw boiling water on him previously. Not that mm -hmm. zoo. Obviously, they had rescued him from sure. the zoo. Mm -hmm. But, you know, the kids would recoil and they'd say, oh, here's a story. And he would come over and he was super friendly. And so it was teaching them love and compassion and all of those wonderful things mm -hmm. and how to build relationships, which all these years later, that's still what I'm doing. Exactly. <laughs> you know? So like you took yeah. the Saturday Night Live people to this. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But that I was did. showing God them what them. you just said, compassion. Well, it was opening yeah. their eyes and uh, whether they received it or not was their choice. But uh, I, I think they received eyes. it from the beginning because they came down to help me raise the funds. So I knew that they had a heart in it. Mm -hmm. You know, we collected. There were a lot of people that came. There were a lot of big soap fans back then. The soaps mm -hmm. were huge. Back yes. then. And so I had other soap, you know, other soap stars from other shows that were coming. And then I had the Saturday Night Live people. It was very NBC laden thing, but, mm -hmm. but it was, it was very cool. And that was when I first realized, oh, I can actually make an impact. I can do good. Mm -hmm. And that was the first seed that kind of started to grow into where I, you know, somebody said to me, you need to work with people and help them be good on camera after I reached a certain point of comfort myself. And mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I was like, I don't even know how to do that. I've never done that. <laughs> so so I just want to stop here for a sec. Like I shared with you about unique leaders to help mm -hmm. our guests see that it's that seed. Yes. That, meaning you left Pittsburgh mm -hmm. with chutzpah, as they say in New York. I did have that. Yeah. <laughs> I did have that. With your white go-go boots <laughs> and your your white, uh, probably pencil skirt. It, it was. It was a pencil skirt with a little flare at the bottom. Oh, I'm yeah. sure. I can see it. But yeah. <laughs> which was very cool. But anyhow, you left there and went to the city of New York and um, you learned your craft and grew and grew and grew, which were seeds. Yeah. And then mm -hmm. that next seed. So regardless, I mean, I was never an actress. I mean, although my mother called me Sarah Bernhardt, that's why I think. Uh, oh, you know, oh, yes. That's why I think <laughs> this all resonates with me. But but the what you said then about being uh, doing that fundraiser mm -hmm. was that next seed. Yeah, it so was something that went, those this seeds. feels good. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's where this feels good. So there's a there's a an exercise that I put in my book, I call it the aha exercise. So moments like that, which I'm sure you can relate to too, sure. Megan, yes. where it was a seed that opened and you went, oh, this is a great moment. Mm -hmm. I want this to last forever. Mm -hmm. This is great. 
right? I've hit on something. This feels really good. Mm-hmm. That is an aha moment. And so I like to harvest those moments from someone's life in childhood, young adulthood and adulthood. And then there's questions that go with that. Most importantly, what did you do to make those things happen? You did something every single time, even if you were a little kid, mm-hmm. you know, like I didn't do anything. I just asked my mom, how often did you ask your mom for that? Whatever it was mm-hmm. for that bike. Mm-hmm. Oh, every day forever. I said, ah, so you tenaciously marketed. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> sold and marketed. Yes. You sold marketed. and marketed and, mm-hmm. you know, you led that campaign or whatever it was, you know, and, and sometimes people will laugh, but then they'll go, Yeah. Yeah, I did. You know, it's like, well, did you get all the kids together to play football or was it somebody else's idea? Oh, no, it was my idea. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So, you know, we go, we see that theme that this person does those same things mm-hmm. all throughout their life for every one of those moments that they went, yeah, this feels good. So that if somebody is off of that trying to make it work, I had a girl that called herself a serial entrepreneur. She would start something, it looked great, and then she would just let it fizzle. Mm-hmm. And she came to me, she's like, and this is when I was first starting to do this. I said, let me do this with you gratis. Let me just see what we come up with. And, you know, we, we did this. And at the time, I mean, it, it can take a long time to do this. We took half a day to do this. And at the end of the, end of the day, we were so clear that all through her life, she had been the organizer who then delegated to everybody to get things done. Uh. And what she was doing in her serial entrepreneur failures, as she looked at them, was trying to do everything herself. Mm-hmm. That's not how, that wasn't her unique brilliance at all. No, no. So it's when those little sparks happen that mm-hmm. you go, man, this is awesome. That is a seed, as you say it. That's something opening up. Mm-hmm. It's time to sit, pause, sit in that and say, okay, how do I, how do I recreate this? What about this is feeling good? You know, I realized it was because I was able to make a difference, more of a difference than I thought I could do sitting on a talk show talking about a soap opera. Right. Yes. Wow. But, you know, you're speaking and like I was the one that put all the plays together. You know, you will be be Jesus and you will be, you know, (laughs) my sister, you'll you'll be the nun. Okay. And uh and That's then the awesome. lemonade stand, you know, because I've always been into making money. So it's like, okay, let's do this. So, yes, and I recognize that. But but what you are doing is genius. I mean, I, I've known you have consulted, but I really didn't know the essence. And yeah. so uh, that this is genius because, like you said earlier, it takes many people their lifetimes and they still don't get it, you know. Yeah, and, yeah. I have family that, you know, I look at and go, but unfortunately it's family. Yes. So, you know, I so want them to unpack all of their mm-hmm. genius mm-hmm. and they just keep it in a safe little box. And I go, mm-hmm. no, the fun's on the outside. Exactly. <laughs> the on the outside. It's, oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. And they make sure, you know, like the new pink song, those walls on their box are so solid that they don't want any cracks to come in. But like the, one of my favorite lyrics of Pink's new song is allow the cracks in the walls, right? The cracks mm-hmm. are where the light comes in. Mm-hmm. That is such a great oh. song. Yes, uh, that is, it is so true. Mm-hmm. It is like that structure. Yes. Yeah. Very, very sad, but it's true, but, but it is, but sad, but true. Yes. So mm-hmm. you, you're doing such amazing work. So Elizabeth at my uh, producer asked me, do you live in our time zone? And I said, yes, yeah, she lives in Austin. <laughs> I do. I do. <laughs> Not in her time zone, but you're, 
around the corner, but uh, not really, but close enough. Yes. But, but with that, you are on a beautiful farm with your beautiful animals that you're yes. now, you know, speaking. We're <clears throat> coming up to our uh, end of our visit. I We need to have yeah. a, a continuation of this. That's but, fine. But uh, how, how long have you lived where you live? And yeah. so how much of where you live on this beautiful farm uh, contributes to what you're doing currently? Well, we live on this beautiful farm because of the download of what I'm doing currently. <laughs> so um, it came about, I had the idea given to me when I was in, well, it was actually California, but years before I ever did anything with it, um, watching some women, uh, watching a woman and her husband actually build this incredible farm in the Midwest. Mm -hmm. I mean, like real Midwest. Um, I think when we were there, they had 230 acres. They've since been given more. And this entire farm was designed to help children that were victims of sex trafficking from all around the world, mm -hmm. not only come be safe, but to recover and become whole. Mm -hmm. And it was very faith oriented and then make sure that they were actually able to go out and live healthy, normal lives and pr pr productive in you know society and mm -hmm. family and all that. That's a tough thing to handle. And that was the first place that I saw horses doing amazing things for people mm -hmm. and really just by being themselves. And it set a seed, right? That was one of those, wow, this is making an impact. This is an amazing moment, learning this and seeing this. And I'm not sure what it means. I remember taking the flight home and going, God, I don't really know why I experienced that. And all I got was, you'll see. Mm -hmm. It was mm -hmm. years later mm -hmm. when certain things fell into place, the dominoes fell into place. I met this person, that person gave this a try with my community to see if they'd be interested. Because at that time and for a long time, I thought the horse, you know, clarity work was over here and that my clarity work and communication on um, stage and video was over here. Like they were two totally separate pillars. One, in fact, now I realize they go together wonderfully. It's all about authentic Mm -hmm. uh, leadership and communication. It's mm -hmm. all about remembering who you are mm -hmm. coming from that space. And when you own your magnificence, the world responds accordingly, mm -hmm. whether it's your audience in a video, in a conference, in a boardroom, or whether it's an animal that is 2000 pounds that doesn't know your story, doesn't speak right. your language. But if you're in that space, they respond to you just as, as if they did understand everything you were saying, mm. um, or more. So, it, it does all kind of go together. But when I got the download, we, you know, I did get the name Charismatic Cowgirl and thought, mm -hmm. well, that's cool. And I was doing the whole Moses thing, Lord, not me, not me, not me, not me. It's not me. <laughs> you know, it's not. And we kept, you know, it was a total God thing, even of how we got this place. Um, it was on the market and the market wasn't quite as crazy as it is now. I mean, not just in Austin. I know everybody across the United States can tell you that other markets are probably going nuts for real estate right now. And every time we would see something we would like, we couldn't even get on a plane and be gone. Mm -hmm. And so this sat on the market for almost 60 days. Oh, wow. And it was well over what we had set we were going to spend. Mm -hmm. Long story short, our realtor came and said, I found your place. And he sends a picture of the barn, which was the thing that we fell in love with in the first place. And we kept going, it's the place. Don't look at the place. It was always in our feed. Like, don't mm -hmm. look at the place. We can't afford it. It's not a place. And he sent us a picture because I found your home. We're like, yeah, we know this one. We can't afford this one. Well, as it happened, um, they had a full cash backup offer. We made a lowball offer and apologetically said, 
this is what we can do. And the woman that owned the place said, I just felt that you should have it. Oh, wow. And we bought the barn. I walk into the barn. We bought it without actually setting foot on the property. I walk into the barn. It is set up. It is a cowgirl barn. It was owned by women, designed by women. It is a bar that is decoupaged with vintage cowgirl postcards. Everything about it is cowgirl and done beautifully. So we jokingly say, my husband says, we bought the barn, the house came with it. And that's how we ended up here, you know, and then we just filled it with horses. We had two horses and of course it's expanded since we got here, but, Mm -hmm. but you know, that's it. And so I started initially just doing workshops and testing out the idea. Mm -hmm. And now we're, we're filling up fall. Finally, it's exciting. I think good and bad about the pandemic. I think that people have now started to understand that mental health, taking care of themselves, finding their passion, connecting to who they are, really living a life of purpose has become important. Very much so. I see a d- dramatic shift in that arena. Yeah. A so I think, shift. interesting you said arena. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. It's very good. <laughs> but well, it's, it's because of that, that the, the far retreats are, you know, they're more of a, a luxury. We have luxury t- retreats that are a day and a half long and our fall is um, filling up. We're halfway full already. So organizations can come. I have one, what I call organic that I put on myself, but the other weekends are open for organizations and two or three are already taken. Mm -hmm. So you can come with your organization in a group of 20 or less and, you know, do a a private retreat here with the horses and it's not riding. It's all done on the ground. It's all about communication and relationship building, obviously Mm -hmm. in a very kinesthetic natural environment. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I want to come. I want to come. You have to come. Yes, Tread around the corner. I, know, right, exactly. <laughs> I, could, I could hitchhike and get there. But I would, I, yes, and but I have been there. And it is, you know, when I yeah. go to your home and the barn and the ranch, I mean, the whole environment, it's one of my happy places. It's just very, very oh. special. Very special. Thank you. The property does have that feel about it and it's just yeah. our job to steward it, you know, yes. so we're grateful yeah. to have it. And that's why, and that's another point is that God blessed you because you were supposed to be there, you know, and yeah. open doing his work. So it's yeah. very, very, very real that that is so. That's true. Well, as we finish today, I mean, we could go on and on, but the, we've, I, I'm asking for, do you feel you've uh, shared that what you have wanted to share? about what you're doing, if there's something else. Yeah, I think so. I think if anybody wants to learn more about either the the presentation coaching or or learn more about the equine retreats, we're working on the page. In fact, I, as we started, I was sending off a note because I have a new video that I'm putting up on the on the retreat page today, and it wasn't looking right. I'm like, ah! But well, we'll um, have that in the text. Yeah, Sandra D. Robinson, my name, myname.com. They can find all of that and connect with me on social media. Yeah, yeah. so perfect. So at the, la- at the end of our visit, I always ask my guests the same thing. Um, and it's really based on the uh, book, Three Feet from Gold, uh, yes. Sharon Lecter and Greg Reed. And yes. Sharon in there has her success formula. Well, we all know the basic story. I mean, not if you have not read it, but the story basically is autobiographical about Greg Reed. But the early piece of the book is about a guy that was from the East Coast and had gold fever and went west and bought his property and chiseled away, gave up. Townie bought it. Three feet, he hit gold. So, you know, but that's piece of the book. But Sharon has in it um, uh, her success formula, which is your passion plus talent times association times action plus faith equals success. Now, I'm not going to ask you all of that. I love that. 
but isn't it good? Yes. But what I ask of my guests are, is, what is your passion and what is your talent? Ooh, my passion is helping people. My passion is to help people remember their unique design and bring them closer to mm -hmm. God. Mm -hmm. um, I should say to bring them closer to appreciate how God designed them, which then in turn helps that whole relationship too. But right. mm -hmm. um, to shine light on God's great design for people, for the planet, mm -hmm. that's, that's my mission. Um, and then what was the second one? What is your talent? Ooh. <laughs> oh, uh, that one's harder. Uh, intuitive, very intuitive. Mm -hmm. And it took me a while to actually appreciate that because I thought it was crazy for a good bit of time. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I think, uh, the ability to, to read people. Mm -hmm. To see to see things, to see beauty and nuggets inside of things that I can then pull out. Mm -hmm. I think that's always been there for me. I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure. Mm. It's just been with your own seeds developed, and now you're able to impart that uh, to others. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you for asking. Well, as I said, it's uh, you know I was sharing with someone um, the. Pre the previous person that joined me. And I said that it's interesting. Most people answer the same way differently, but it's all about the other person helping others. And um, I don't think you can be a unique leader without truly having that in your spirit of helping others. So you true. Know, I one. agree. Mm -hmm. yeah. it's, it's, I've been so blessed in listening to all of your wonderful journeys. And that is what it is. So thank you so much for sharing today. Sandra yeah. Bush. Thank you really for asking. Good. Thank you for asking. Thank you for doing the show. My pleasure. Truly my pleasure. And it gets even more so. So thank you. And we will have all of your information in the, in the body of this. So everyone can find you and that beautiful <laughs> property and everything. And they don't even have to come there. Just work with you online. So True. that's wonderful. Well, thank you, my love. We'll Thank you. you. Be blessed. Thank you. Wow, wow, wow. I so enjoyed that myself because first off, I know Sandra D. I know her heart. I know her beauty. But the tools that she has um, put together from all of her experiences sharing with us and actualizing those experiences to help you find your inner star, so to speak. We all are. We're all gifts from God. We are all treasures of God. We just have to uncover that and know that it is there. It is truly my pleasure to share these amazing people with you and for you to glean these stories and find your own little pieces, like she said, those little clues along the way, those little aha moments, as she said that she had written in her book, Sandra D's book. So th please share this out because there are so many people that would love to hear A, her story, but B, the tools that she is now using to help all of us uncover our inner uh, stars. And then not only share this out, but then also um, know that on Tuesday of this coming uh, week, 
her, this will be a podcast. So it'll be on all of the podcast platforms where you can go work out, take your walks and so forth and listen to Sandra D and my other guests uh, that have been with me on Unique Leaders Live. I have written a book. I shared that. Um, I don't know if I shared it today with Sandra D, but uh, it's Hope and Possibilities Just Over the Horizon. It's never too early or too late to create the life of your dreams. And it is on my website, novitaspa.com, and also uh, megandimartino.com. They're both linked, but I, sh- I would invite you to go to novitaspa.com because my affiliate program has just been launched and on our new website, novitaspa.com. Novita means new birth, new life, always something new. And that's my promise. I promise to continue to do unique leaders, to bring people like Sandra D that will just share with you their hearts, their spirits, and their information that will truly make a difference in your lives. And then uh, the, uh, as I call it, Beauty with Benefits with the affiliate program. And then coming is my course, Propel Business and Life Accelerator. So all of that to come. So with that said, I look forward to seeing you next Friday on another Unique Leaders Live, where we have another exceptional guest to share their truly unique story. Have a blessed day, and we'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to the Unique Leaders Podcast. If we said something today that resonated with you, please connect with me at megandemartino.com. I have a free gift for you, my book, Hope and Possibilities Just Over the Horizon. It's never too early or too late to create the life of your dreams. And don't forget to head over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. I would truly appreciate it. Be blessed.